It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Joining us right now, as he does each and every Eagles post game, you can hear him uh, on the Go Birds Podcast. Of course, Go Birds on Saturdays from 1 to 3 with James Seltzer and 94WIP.com for his writing stylings, Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, let's talk about that because, you know, I it did get close maybe for a second at 27 14, but they are, you know, there were some concerned about maybe they're peaking you know this team seems to get better each and every week yeah I mean I thought today was a professional win like I thought that you know going into that stadium against the Giants team that I know their record was decent but I mean we all thought today the Eagles are far more talented to go into that stadium in this situation gross weather and all those things I thought it was a sign of how mature this team is you know if they would have gone in and the game would have been close people would have said well it's a divisional game you know Mm -hmm. and all those things they went in and they handled business. And I know because, you know, Jason Kelsey's on the roster, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, sometimes we view them as a bit more of a veteran roster than they are. I mean, they have a young head coach and a young quarterback. So to go in and do that, I thought was incredibly impressive. What's the message from Nick Sirianni to this team after a win that's this complete and convincing? Second week in a row. Yeah, I mean, I think the message probably is very similar to what it is after other wins or after losses, which is, you move on from that one and you concentrate on the next game. I mean, that's what Jalen Hurts talked about. Uh, Nick said something similar uh, at the podium today. But I also think that, you know, you heard a bit more honesty from them just in the way that I think they know they're playing really well. I mean, the team said, obviously, that uh, they can get better at things. But Miles Sanders at the podium today said something I was kind of surprised with. He said when they're playing at their best, no one can beat them. So I think you are starting to see – some confidence kind of come from this team more so than earlier in the year. Elliot, the pass rush has been ferocious lately. They get seven more today. Uh, Brandon Graham gets three. I couldn't believe he was still in the game to get the third one, but that's yeah. <laughs> that's a different discussion. Fletcher, Reddick, uh, Sweat, Milton Williams, and you know they've been piling up the sacks of late. Is this a little bit of an offshoot of of getting Sue and Joseph? Uh, I mean, ha- what do you attribute that you know tick up mm-hmm. that we've seen of late? Well, what's interesting is it could end the year with four players with double-digit sacks, and I don't think if you ask, you know, the general public or, you know, people around the league, 
you probably wouldn't get an answer that any of them are considered elite, elite pass rushers. And I don't think that's wrong. I'm mean, sorry, I think that's wrong. But the fact that they're doing it with such a complete unit, I think is probably why as the season gone on, has gone on, they've gotten better. They're not a unit that has to rely on a, you know, a Nick Bosa playing a large amount of snaps or a Miles Garrett. They're really able to shuffle guys in and out. And as a result, you know, this late into the season, guys are fresher. You mentioned Brandon Graham playing those snaps late in the game. You know, when you're the third or fourth defensive end, that's when you play. And he's playing those number of snaps. So to have potentially him, Sweat, Hargrave, Reddick, all finish with 10-plus sacks, I think is really a testament to, you know, the coaching staff, but also the front office. They've always prioritized depth along the defensive line, and they're really reaping the benefits of that this season. Elliot, what needs to be better? You know, after a game like that, it's a great question. I think that really, you know, when you look at going into Chicago next week, what are they going to have to improve at? I definitely think you're going to see some roster moves this week. You're going to see probably a safety brought in. Because if Reed Blankenship mm-hmm. is injured, you're now down Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Reed Blankenship, and you're extremely thin at that position. And then all, also Aaron Sipos. I know that you know he's not a super popular guy in Philadelphia, but I think he's been decent this year. And I saw him in the locker room afterwards with a uh, boot on and using crutches. So when you say what can they get better at, you know, mm-hmm. there's probably – Small things, but I think mostly right now with this team, my biggest concern is just getting healthy and staying healthy because when they play like this, really health is the only thing I think that can beat them. What can you tell me about Lane Johnson's injury? How did he look in the locker room afterwards, and what's the thinking on that? Yeah, so he did speak to reporters, which I always think is a somewhat uh, encouraging sign. And I I asked him if he could have gone back in if he needed to, and he said yes, so that's good. But, you know, he also did say, I think, that, that there were going to be some tests tomorrow. Uh, you know, I don't want to say he seemed in pain, but he did seem a little more, you know, a little quieter, I guess, maybe than normal. But overall, mm. I think that, uh, you know, I, my guess is he escaped serious injury. And if he could have gone back in, that's a good sign. But look, if they have to rest him next week in Chicago, that's not the end of the world. Again, the, the emphasis for this team is being healthy for that first playoff game. So if anybody's less than 100% at this point, I think it's perfectly okay to rest them. Elliot, let's talk about Miles Sanders. 17 rushes, a buck 44 today, eight and a half yards uh, per carry, two touchdowns. He's now over the 1,000-yard mark. Remarkable yeah. to think this guy didn't score a touchdown last year, and he's in double digits this year. I mean, the timing couldn't be better for him personally coming up on a free agent season. But, man, what a season he's having. Yeah, and he was obviously talked about it after the game. He credited the offensive line, which, which is very true. You know, he, he always mentions how much hurts his legs helped him in the running game. But let's also all be honest. Miles Sanders has been awesome this year. He's running strong. He's been elusive. Uh, he's staying healthy. But even back in training camp, you could tell that he was coming to camp in the best, you know, it kind of can be a cliche, but kind of the best shape of his life. I mean, he really looked different running the ball in training camp than he has in past years. And when he's playing at his best, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Now, they don't use him a ton in the passing game, but as a pure runner, you've seen this year that obviously with a great offensive line, but he makes guys miss. He has breakaway speed. He showed that today. And, you know, running backs don't really get paid a ton, especially ones that don't catch the ball. But I think he's clearly made himself a lot of money this year. How big I, – I hate to be moving past this game already, but uh, that the Bears game feels like – it's a pretty big trap. How big a trap is this Bears game? They, they had a bye to get ready yeah. uh, for us. What, what are you thinking yeah. there? Yeah, and then obviously Justin Fields is a, is a quarterback that can make off-script plays. And yes. when you have a quarterback like that, you know, things can get 
things can get difficult quick because even if the pressure does get home or even if, you know, the scheme is good, it's, it's hard to play the right scheme for six, seven seconds if he's running around. So, yeah, there's definitely concern with that. Now, their defense is really bad, so you would think that as long as Eagles take care of the ball, they'll be okay. But the mm-hmm. bigger thing is really, I know the Cowboys didn't play well today, but the Cowboys are keeping the pressure on. You know, we can debate who's better, what, you know, which team. I think it's clearly the Eagles. But the bottom line is if the Eagles lose on Christmas Eve in Dallas, there's a chance that they're the five seed, right? Or maybe the two, I guess, with the Vikings losing. So, uh, you know, I think that the Chicago game is important simply because you can't go into that Dallas game like absolutely needing a win. You have to stack all the wins you can and then hope you win in Dallas. But the key is just to get a win in Chicago to help you get that one seed. Elliot, Mahomes is in action now, but is there any doubt that this is a two-horse race for the MVP between Mahomes and Hurts? No, I, th- I think that's it at this point. I mean, I would say, you know, in three weeks, could we be talking about maybe Burrow being in it? I don't, I don't know what he, what he did today, but he's been really good as of late. But I, I think he's probably at best going to get maybe second place. I, I think it's, it's going to be Jalen. I mean, he, he has the narrative on his side. He's playing elite. He's likely going to have the team with the best record. And I think you're starting to see it more and more. I mean, even just little things like the NFL account tweeting out his picture and saying MVP. He's won NFC Offensive Player of the Week in back-to-back uh, you know, weeks. He's, uh, he's playing at a high level. So, you know, you remember Carson in 2017, he was kind of on the downswing a little bit by the time he got hurt. You think about the Seattle game and things like that. Jalen's on the way up, and he's on the way up at the absolute right time. Elliot, good stuff, man. We appreciate uh, you checking in with us. We'll talk to you next week after the Bears game. Thank you. Yep, sounds good. Talk All right, that is Elliot Shore Parks. And again, you can check him out, Go Birds Podcast with James Seltzer.